News Talk 1110-993-WBT, The Pete Callender Show. I'm The Pete. It is hour number three. Thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it for letting me be a part of your day. 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. You can email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Uh, you can hit me up on the Twitter machine as well, at Pete Callender. And remember, get the podcast at WBT.com. Uh, you can also listen live there as well. Uh, so we're talking about the uh, the select committee uh, and the hearings on the January 6th Capitol riot uh, and their presentation that they have been making. And uh, it's a highly scripted, like literally scripted down to the sound bites. And I can tell, I mean, I, I, the, I started watching it the first night and I could literally see the chairman, Benny Thompson. You could see his eyes going left to right as he's reading the teleprompter. Not, I'm, I'm not saying that to disparage him or to minimize it. I'm just pointing out that this is not a hearing. There, this isn't, in the traditional sense of the word, what we all understand a congressional hearing to be about. This is not it. This is There is no adversarial uh, relationship going on here, or format, rather, going on here. There isn't you know, you making your case and you badgering my witness and me badgering yours. No, none of that. And our legal system is founded on that adversarial relationship. The idea being that, you know, through the testing of the arguments, we arrive at something approximating the truth. And we're not interested in that. We're interested in making a, I mean, this is a campaign narrative that they are looking to, uh, to craft and then have calcify, right? That's the point. And again, I can say that and not dismiss the findings or some of the findings. I can accept that they're using, I mean, this is the old adage, right? Sometimes uh, the right thing to do is the right political thing, too. So this is their effort to try and move attention back to Donald Trump, move attention to the Capitol riot, move attention to members of Congress, right, in an attempt to tamp down what I think everybody kind of anticipates being the red wave. A lot of Republican victories. Now, there are probably people that are motivated, oh, they're motivated by altruism and just finding out the truth. You know, guys like uh, Adam Schiff. No, I'm sorry. Look, the committee has very little credibility with me because I've watched Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin Perform. I've watched them operate for too long. If you wanted me, really, if you wanted me to assign any kind of credibility, and I'm just saying me, but you know, if you wanted there to be credibility of this panel outside of the echo chamber that you guys operate in, then you should have done it differently. Now, you can say, well, we tried to get Republicans on board, but nobody wanted to do that. And that's not true. There were Republicans that were referred by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. And Nancy Pelosi rejected a couple of them. So Kevin McCarthy pulled his slate. He said, well, then we're not going to participate in this sham because that's not how it's always done. Right. You get to make your appointments as the minority party. But Pelosi didn't want a couple of the members on there. Jim Jordan being one. I forget who the other one was. She said no. Okay, well, now your panel doesn't have credibility because everybody on that panel is a Trump hater. So what am I Okay, so that's what we're getting. And, and I'm sorry, but I didn't do that. You guys did that. And now 
there's always going to be this doubt that I have about what the committee comes up with, how they're editing the videos. And the instances that I've seen already kind of confirm my suspicions. Does that mean there's no valuable information that comes out of it? No, of course not. There's going to be stuff that I take out of it. I already have. So, again, I bristle at the false choices that people try to uh, put upon me. That, oh, you have to either accept all of the findings and agree with me or you're a deplorable or something, right? Um, Here is an email uh, to Pete at the Pete Callender Show from Dennis. He says, I would prefer that the proceeding going on at the Capitol not be referred to as a hearing, but instead referred to as a herring, as in red herring. D.C. has become nothing but a one-way street for the Democrats and their pawns. Too many rhino senators and and uh, representatives uh, have sat by and let it happen for too long. They need to be given the boot this November. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, is it a better idea to kick out all of the, quote, rhinos? And I will confess, I don't really know how that term is defined any longer. But um, if ever... I, I, really, like I, I, I get to the point where it's like, okay, so everybody, and I'm not a Republican. I'm not a registered Republican. I haven't been for twenty something years. Um, I'm unaffiliated, but I'm I'm kind of unclear on that. And I'm a bit of a wordsmith, and I follow this stuff pretty closely. And I look at some of the the use of the term, and it kind of comes across a lot of times as anybody who disagrees with me on at least one issue. That's it, just one issue. I can agree with you on every single thing. Philosophically, fiscally, everything. But if you and I disagree on one thing, that makes me a rhino. I think that's the standard. That's as best as I can determine. And the left does this to their own too. This sort of this, you know, this sorting of you know, I'm the true fill in the blank. You're not as you know, uh, you're not as uh, as Kool Aid drinking of a of a follower as I am. <laughs> So Mr. Thompson, Benny Thompson, chairman of the select committee, opened up the hearing with a video of Trump's attorney general, William Barr, who told the committee he did not believe the president's claim that voting irregularities and fraud caused him to lose the election and that he should take steps to stay in office. Barr called Trump's claim BS, complete nonsense and crazy stuff, according to clips of his interviews with the panel. Um, Pursuing legal challenges to the election would do a great, great disservice to the country, Barr told him. And then, of course, Thompson launched into the uh, the equation of uh, the insurrectionists to the Klan, which I mean, that's again, if you're trying if you're trying to make me not believe you're doing credible work. You just did another one. Good job. (laughs) You just gave me another reason. Um, They had footage from this documentary guy, uh, Quested, I believe. Democrats have long argued Mr. Trump directly told the rioters at a rally several blocks from the Capitol uh, to march to the building where lawmakers were meeting to certify Biden's Electoral College victory. But, of course, the Proud Boys were already there. The people who breached the Capitol, the ones who led the effort there, they were already there. So how do you exactly intend to prove that the people who then turned around, heard Trump speak, then walked, you know, all the distance down to the Capitol building where the where the building had already been breached. So how exactly did they did they spur, did Trump spur them on? 
Liz Cheney delivered lengthy testimony in which she accused Mr. Trump of acting criminally by trying to prevent a peaceful transition of power. She displayed a tweet from Mr. Trump calling his followers to come to Washington for a rally. Be there will be wild is what he said. So that's what they're trying to argue. Not that the comments he made at the at the rally that day. No, no, no. There was a tweet he sent out telling people, hey, come to the rally. So what now, just telling people to come to a rally, that now gets you accused of insurrection? I'm not exactly sure how they're going to be able to prove enough to try to force an indictment. If that's really the play. And that's what Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin are pitching. That we're trying to convince Merrick Garland. Maybe he'll do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, status update. The moon bats continue to swirl on the Twitter. <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to start muting vast swaths of people. Alrighty, uh, well, it's best to mute. See, here's the thing. Sometimes, here's my standard. People have asked me this over the weekend after all of the uh, the dumbassery erupted. Um, people ask why mute versus block on Twitter, blocking versus muting, and so here it is. Usually, usually I just mute people, which means you. Can, if I mute you, uh, I'm not going to see your stuff. You can still see mine, so you can keep engaging with the content however you would like. I'm never going to see it, though, unless I you know, take steps to go and view the, the post. But I, I don't because I've muted you because I don't care what you have to say, right? So I, I mute. Then, um, then there is the blocking. Blocking is for people who are, uh, who are aggressive, uh, but usually that aggressiveness comes from, I believe, a place – of, uh, well, an unhealthy mental state, let me say. I don't think they're operating, you know, with all of the... All right, I'm trying not to be mean or anything or insensitive. I'm just saying I think some people get fixated and on social media, and it's very easy for people to do. And so I block you so you can't see my stuff. I'm not going to see you either but you're not going to see my stuff anymore. And I do that for their mental health because I'm a giver. I'm a giver. See, it's an act of mercy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and block you. This is for your own good because you obviously cannot engage with me as a human being um, without acting insane. And you are obviously fixating. And so I'm just going to go ahead and block you as an act of mercy. You're welcome. I'm almost at the point here with Scott Huffman. Hello, Jimmy. Welcome to the program. What's going on, Jimmy? I'm pretty good. Um, Pete, I'm I'm at the point now. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Donald Trump lost. Because look what it exposed. We almost got $6 gas prices. We got find out we got groomers in the schools uh <laughs> i mean he had to lose imagine if he did win we'll be going through our six or seven impeachment night right now oh yeah probably 
Well, and, and at this, yeah, I mean, at this point, they probably would have found something to actually get him out on. I, I don't know. I, you know, it is it is awfully amazing how many bites at the apple they're taking, and they still just can't find a way to get criminal charges against this guy. And they've been trying for a very, very, very long time. It it really is amazing. And I'm, I don't think that's because Donald Trump is a particularly clean guy. I mean, he ran a casino in New Jersey for crying out loud. Come on. There's, I mean, there's no way. There's no way. He was a builder in New York. There's no way you're clean. You know, you had to have done some stuff. But they are incapable of finding anything to prosecute him on. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he did. <laughs> I thought they would have found something already, you know. True, I agree. Tag from a mattress or something like that. But, <laughs> you know, evidently not. Evidently but not. What we got now? Right. I, like this this morning, I had to put $100 in my car. I can't afford a, uh, a Tesla or anything like that. Right. Yeah. No. Me neither. Yeah. No. It's uh. And I just saw today with Bloomberg and like the and the Federal Reserve, like the recession is coming. There's very little that they can do other than to 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 put us into recession in order to soak up the money out of the supply. There's just too much money, and that's why, by the way, I asked Scott Huffman the other day, "Hey, do you think printing money causes inflation?" And he did not know. He said he didn't know. Which again, I I said at the time, that's fair. It's an acceptable answer. I mean, I, I think you should know, but. Uh, but he said he doesn't. He would look into that. He would research that more. Hey, the media says Joe's doing great. Yeah, he's, he's a, an unprecedented historical economic recovery. We are witnessing it. Just mark down where you were today when you heard that, because at some point in the future, you know, 50 years down the road, people are going to say, Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy, tell us, you know, tell us about the best economic recovery the world had ever seen. And you'll be able to say $100. Fill up a tank of gas. And, of course, by that point, gas is probably like $4,000 a gallon. And so they'll be like, wow, what a steal. Jimmy, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks so much. Yeah, $100 to fill up a whole tank. That's amazing. Just like, you know, we hear, you know, back in my day, I could get a gallon of gas for for 25 cents a gallon. And we're like, that's crazy. And someday in the future, we'll be saying the same thing about $5 a gallon gas. That reminds me, dang it, I got to get gas. Oh, nuts. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. That's the band. Who? No, not the who, the band. Who? The band. Okay. Kevin Williamson, writing at National Review, headlined, The January 6th hearings are a story without a hero. Whatever genre this belongs to, is it a documentary? Is it a comedy? Is it a circus? Anyway, they're, they're telling a story without a hero, which is totally a characteristic story of our unheroic time. As I have argued at some length, he says, The invasion of the Capitol and the vandalism and violence associated with it were a sideshow and should be understood as such. The main event was Donald Trump's attempt to find some legal or procedural fig leaf for invalidating the 2020 presidential election, and by that means to remain in power, a coup d'etat under color of law. 
Tyrants always fortify their regimes with borrowed prestige, borrowed from the law, from religion, from science, and above all, from the people. But tyranny is tyranny. Now, some of my friends on the right scoff at the idea that this amounted to anything more than a farce, something more than Rudy Giuliani's taking a long, final, drunken whiz on what remained of his reputation. But they're wrong, he says. It was only thanks to the integrity of a few minor officials of whom nobody had ever heard before Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election. If there are any heroes in the story, they are them. Right. But it's only because of them that this did not end up being a more acute crisis than it was. The white whale for Democrats remains finding a way to charge Trump with a crime for his role in this. He goes on to say, this is a fundamentally a political and moral problem, not a legal one. If there is a fruitful criminal law strategy to be pursued, Democrats have not discovered it. As we were talking about before the break with Jimmy, right, of all of the efforts that they have made to try to arrest Trump, find something criminal to charge him with, to convict him on, get him out of office, prevent him from running for office, throw him in jail, whatever, they, like they... They have gone after him, what did Schumer say, six ways till Sunday, right? They haven't found it. That's the white whale Democrats are trying to, uh, to hunt. They haven't found it. But Kevin Williamson goes on to say, so by the way, you get the idea, right? He's not a fan of Donald Trump. He lays that all out very uh, clearly up at the front. And I, I read to you those lines because now, because Kevin Williamson has this ability to examine context and to offer nuance. That's why, sorry, I give you the, he's a, I think he's a never Trumper. Um, but he says the law is not going to save us here. If we give in to the fantasy that we can legislate our way out of this mess or prosecute our way back to Republican virtue, that's lowercase r, Republican virtue, we're only going, uh, we are only, sorry, dreaming of systems so perfect that no one will need to be good. And that is a project that inevitably will end in failure and disappointment because good citizen, uh, being a good citizen is not easy. Maintaining a free society without good citizens is impossible. I had this discussion with a friend. We were talking about uh, gun laws, gun control and the like the other day. And, um, you know, he pointed out like nobody, uh, no, no other country is shooting each other as much as we are. And I said, that is true. But there's also no other country that stabs each other as much as we do. And there's no other country that beats to death each other like we do. I didn't say it, but I'll say it now. The problem with America is not guns. The problem with America is Americans. Right? So there's something else going on there. Who is this? Is that Shane? All right. Hello, Shane. Welcome to the program. What's going on? How you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Um, Pete, you said earlier that you've not really seen any evidence of fraud that you'd like to see it. Have you seen the Seth Mesuza's, um 2,000 mules? I've not. No, I've read uh, a good bit about it. I've seen some portions of it. I have not read or I have not watched the entire movie in its entirety, no. Well, then, <laughs> how can you say you've not seen it if you're not interested in seeing it? I, well, did it I say it? Well, Shane, that- Shane, did I say I wasn't interested in seeing it? Well, then, if you'd seen it, you would have seen the evidence. Well, I said I have seen portions of the video, and I've read a lot about the movie as well, but I've not seen it. I never said I wasn't interested to see it. 
Well, then perhaps it's time to see it, Pete. You may come back in with a. I well, from what I yeah well from what I understand they they people who see the uh, the movie believe they make a compelling case. I have also seen the counter arguments, not from the politifact fact checking crowd. I don't because I don't really put a lot of faith in them, but I've seen the responses from conservatives, from campaign people, from. Republican elected officials uh, that have taken issue with some of the conclusions that the movie draws. Well, that's why you need to look for yourself. Well, so, so but wait a minute. Hang on a second. But Shane, 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 hang on a second. Have you gone? Have you have you gone and read or uh, viewed any kind of? Um, opposition to the movie like any kind of the push oh, absolutely and it's the same left wing lies no no no. i'm not talking about from politifact i'm not talking about from like politifact or the fact checking crowd I, I dismiss them because i don't believe them to be credible i believe them to be biased right so i i'm talking guys like eric erickson for example i'm talking about state officials down in georgia and arizona uh, people like that, and well, I've the seen video is actual state video mm-hmm. from the cameras that they put. I understand. Up. So are they denying that that's factual? No, no, I no. What I'm what I'm asking you, Shane, is are they saying there's not enough fraud because there's not been a, a real investigation to know that? Now, has there been that there's not been a real investigation? There really hasn't. There's not been into what show. into what portion the, uh, the including the pundits were sticking their fingers in their ears and going nah 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 into the absentee ballot harvesting operations. Is that what you're saying? Hasn't been examined. And and and, and not just that, but do we trust the FBI that spent four years? Okay, so who to, does um, it then? Who does the investigation? Have, you know, trying to create a coup against Donald Trump. Okay, so so then Shane, who does the investigation if you don't if the FBI can't do it, and when well, uh, Republicans, problem, what's that? There is a problem there. I agree. So what? So what's the solution, the Shane? The re, Shane, hang on, hang on. I'm running out of time with you. The reason I'm asking these questions is because I'm trying to figure out: is there any way that you become not convinced? Is there anything that would ever shake your belief that that the what? Uh, is in the movie is true. You know what? It, there may have been, if all this had been dealt with at the time, if people, if the media and the government, the FBI and everybody else had it, took it serious, looked into it at the time, but no, at this point, no. And why should it? Like I said, when I seen what happened with the FBI, nobody punished. You know, so why should I believe? Why should Donald Trump not believe? Right. No, I I understand that the FBI. Yeah, the F, the FBI has has destroyed its reputation and its credibility. And and we agree that this is now the problem is that you want to see some investigation conducted to prove what Dinesh D'Souza put into a movie. OK, who does that to prove the truth? And we've not had that. Who does it? But I won't. Well, that's that once again, that's the problem. Um, well, but then you're set. But hang on, then Shane. All you've set up for me now is is an unprovable assertion. And no, sir, the proof is in that movie that you've not bothered to watch. So See, there you go again. You're assigning. So there you go, Shane. 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 So there again, you you start uh, you start assuming that I'm some sort of the enemy here because I you you make these uh, these insults like, oh, you've not even bothered to go see it. Is it possible that? I've done other research 
and I intend to go see it at a later time when I am prepared to go in and watch what it is I'm about to watch? Well, do you not think that Do you right not now, care why? Shane, on? Shane, do you not care why I've not seen the movie? Foundation, you acted surprised when they come out with what they found. I knew all that right after the election. It was all out there. I w- well, maybe, Shane, maybe, maybe you should lead the investigation. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why not? You know what? I'd be a lot more confident in it than than who we have up there now. Who's up there now? Oh, Ray. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Ray. Yeah, I'd be much more confident than to lead the FBI. I got you. Okay. Absolutely. Are you saying Ray is is an honest arbiter of stuff? No, I was asking you when you said you would be more confident to run it. I was asking what. So you're and and that's why and you said the FBI and I said okay I'm not at all confident to run it but I'm more confident than that bunch is up there. Well, that's what you I'm said. Yeah, though, that's why I asked the, the follow up question. Yeah, no, I get it. So you want an investigation, but you won't trust anybody to do it. I got you, uh, Shane. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, by the way, see, Shane makes a lot of assumptions there about why I haven't seen the full movie uh, in its entirety. Um, even though I explained to him that I had seen portions of it and I've been researching it as I. Go, but you know there have been some other things going on. You got gun control. You got the hearing. You got the Huffman interview. There, there have been some other things going on. But here's the other thing too. And I've actually been the one that talked about uh, ballot harvesting on the front end. I was the one who was beating up the Attorney General of North Carolina, the Board of Elections, the Democrat-aligned uh, law firms and these activist organizations that rewrote our election law in order to undermine election integrity. And I've been the one that said, if you're talking about a rigged election, that's what you're probably going to be able to prove more than anything else, is that it got rigged on the front end, with the COVID restrictions being used in order to advance these changes to law without legislative approval, to use the courts to do it which then opened up the ability for fraud to occur. But see, here's the difference. I would like to see the evidence that the fraud did occur. That's what I want to see. And I don't know enough about the GPS location systems and all of that. So that's what I've been looking into before I go and I see the movie. So I'm sorry if I'm not as uh, intuitive as Shane, who knew all of this two years ago, but I require evidence. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. See, one of the other points here to Shane's, uh, you know, demand that I watch the movie so I'll be convinced. That's not going to, that I will tell you, that that's not going to convince me. And I haven't seen it. I'm not saying that, like, I can't be convinced by a movie. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. I know the allegations that are presented in the movie, and because I know how elections operate, I understand what those arguments are. So it wasn't necessary for me to go watch the whole movie to understand what the allegations are, right? What their case is. But I also understand the pushback that has occurred and the, uh, uh, the counter arguments that have been made. So I don't necessarily, I don't need to go see the movie. Now, if you already believe that the election is rigged and you don't understand how elections occur, then you go watch the movie and it will confirm your your uh, preconceived ideas. And that's enough for a lot of people. They 
They go there to, it's called confirmation bias. You go in there expecting to get the, uh, the particular story uh, that will, you know, prop up your already existing opinion. And that's fine. That's why I asked him, I said, is there anything that could convince you otherwise? I'm still waiting for the presentation of, of actual evidence. In a movie, yes, I mean, like, as I understand it, the people who created the movie and they've done all the research, the True the Vote folks, right, they are, they're trying to push this stuff into the courts, which is the appropriate place for it. That's why I want those things to move forward. I was waiting on Sidney Powell, the Kraken. Go ahead and let, let's see what you got. Produce the accusations, produce the evidence, and let's have the adversarial relationship, by the way, or the adversarial format, so we can hash it out and I can try to decipher what is true and what is not. And then, of course, they completely crap the bed. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I was waiting for it, and I understand that there were judges that shut stuff down, wouldn't let evidence in. I understand those counterarguments as well, but... What else am I supposed to do unless I'm going to, what, just uh, take a sabbatical here from the show and just go devote myself full-time to investigating a single story? Is that it? Well, first off, they're not going to pay me not to work. Okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I can't do that. And I'm not an investigative journalist. I'm a host. I, I, gotta, I spend my days putting together a whole bunch of information. I don't have any staff. So it's just me. So I cannot be the expert on... What happened in Pittsburgh? I can't. I got to rely on other people to do that work for me. And I got to rely on courts and people who are going to bring cases, right? I have to rely on them to produce the evidence. And that's what I've been waiting for. And, and by the way, I would also point out on the, the, the massive fraud story uh, that the accusations keep shifting. And that doesn't inspire confidence. When it goes from the machines to the overseas with the Italians and the, right, and it, like Venezuela was involved, right? Bill Barr was, uh, or uh, Bill Barr, Bob Barr. Bill Barr. Yeah. Um, he's uh, the, the former attorney general. He, he was running through the, all of the different things that, like, they were making all these different accusations and all these different connections and, when, when when do you actually produce the evidence and make a coherent, consistent, provable case, you know? Because I am one who says election fraud does occur in every election. Of course it does. Denying that, to me, makes you unserious. So when I would have arguments about election integrity with people who are like, there's no election fraud, like, well, that's not true. You're not a serious person. So... Obviously, election fraud occurs. Did, did it occur enough to swing the presidential race? I don't know. And I'm okay. I'm okay not knowing that. Like, I don't take that as an insult. Oh, you don't even know. I, don't, I do not know that. That is correct. I'm waiting on people to prove these cases. Anyway, that's where, that's where we are now. Didn't mean to go off on a tangent on that, but I guess it's important because that is at the heart of the entire J6 committee work, right? Whether... That was all a lie or not. All right. Britt Winterville coming up next. Uh, I believe Chris Kroc is in. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.